0: I'm going to invite us to bow our heads as we have a word of prayer and uh, just invite the Lord uh, to speak to us uh, as we listen to His word this afternoon. Oh God, we are grateful for this gathering of your saints. We're grateful, God, for the ways in which you come to us and meet us in your holy word. We're grateful, Lord, for the church, the body of Christ that you created. And though, Lord, the church is far from perfect, you continue uh, to speak to us to reveal yourself to us, to encourage us, to guide us, to nourish us and feed us. And then Lord, you send us out into the world to proclaim your good news. And so Lord, as we hear your word this afternoon and reflect on it just a bit, may the words of my mouth, the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. For you are indeed our rock and our redeemer, amen. Well, the gospel text for this afternoon comes from Matthew 28, and Martha read uh, just a portion of that a little bit earlier. And I'm going to read it again for you, and I want to invite you to really uh, listen in and lean in as Jesus is offering instructions, guidance, uh, direction uh, to the disciples. Matthew 28, beginning with verse 16. Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. But when, he saw, when they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. This is the Gospel of the Lord, to which we say, Thanks be to God. Well, I thought I'd begin this afternoon by just asking a simple question. How did this happen? (laughs) Faith Lutheran Church of McLean County, how did this even happen? faith lcmc how did this happen what if i were to come up to you a year ago july 23rd 2016 and said one year from today you will be at the holiday inn in bloomington illinois you'll be at a worship service for a brand new church it's called faith lutheran church how many of you would have said oh i know Probably no one, right? I think if you had come up to me and said that a year ago, I would have thought you were off your rocker. So, how did this happen? How did this happen? I got to thinking maybe there was a church planner, somebody who's really experienced, a professional church planner who came to this community and started Faith Lutheran Church. So I'm just going to call you out right now. If you are that uh, professional church planner, would you just stand up and raise your hand? No professional church planner started Faith Lutheran Church? Well, how about the launch team? you guys would just stand up for just a few moments and uh yeah kind of sit and spread out a little bit so just stay standing for a moment launch team how many of you guys have ever started a church before (laughs) none of you are experts in church planning no you guys can sit down How did this happen? How did this even happen? I'll tell you how it happened. There were a group of people in this community who experienced what Bill Hybels calls holy discontent. You looked around in the community, and you said, yeah, there's hundreds of churches in this community. In fact, in Bloomington Normal, there are over 100 churches in this town. You looked around and said there's about 200-plus churches in McLean County. And you said, we need one more. But we need a church that's different than every other church in the community. Not a church that does the same old, same old in this group who experienced holy discontent. You were experiencing the Holy Spirit. And God was calling you to create something new. A church birthed out of discipleship. I remember a few weeks ago when uh, the launch team sat down with Cindy and me, my wife and I, you looked us in the eyes and said, we don't have a building. We don't have a staff. We don't have a cross. We don't have any candles. We don't have a baptismal font. We don't have stained glass. We don't have those things. We don't have a constitution. We don't have any policies. We don't have any committees. We have almost nothing that all those 200-plus churches in McLean County have. We don't have a plan for stewardship. We don't have a budget. We don't even have an offering plate. you want to come be our pastor? We don't have anything! But we've got one thing. We've got faith. And that's how this church was born. A group of people who had the one essential ingredient for church faith. And that became part of your name, Faith Lutheran Church. You said, We've got faith. We don't have anything else, but we've got faith. And we've got this mandate from Jesus in Matthew 28. Therefore, go and make disciples. We've got faith, and we've got this mandate, this calling from Jesus to go. And so that's what you, Launch Team, did, is you took your faith and you put it to action. And that's how the church began just a few weeks ago. But isn't that how the church always begins? A group of people looking around going, I feel the Holy Spirit moving here. And they had just faith. They had nothing else. And churches began to be planted and rise up. So really the story of Faith Lutheran Church is the story of the church. From Acts 2, as John read a little while ago, and over the past 2000 years of churches have sprung up all over the world they began with nothing but faith and a commandment a commitment to go jesus says therefore go and make disciples of all nations go don't just stand there don't just sit there go go by faith and then he says go and make disciples it's really what the purpose and the focus of the church has been all about for generations. It's about making disciples, making people who are followers, inviting people into a relationship with Jesus and inviting them to grow deeper and deeper. In the second part of this church, it's Lutheran. And the Lutheran church has been about disciple-making since the days of Martin Luther 500 years ago. I don't, I'm not aware that any of you ever thought, gee, I wonder if we should be a Methodist church or a a Presbyterian church or an Episcopalian church or or a non-denominational church. Every step of the way, as you communicated to me, the launch team, you said, we want to be a Lutheran church. And it was a core piece of your understanding, your identity, who God was calling you to be. And why not? Lutheran theology is so rich, and we now have 500 years of Martin Luther's teaching as he taught us and helped us to reframe and understand the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because time and time again, people were trying to honor and please God. And Luther said, no, folks, that's not what it's about. It's about grace. And as Lutherans, those of you who grew up Lutheran or been a part of a Lutheran church, you know that grace is our mantra, isn't it? We talk about grace a lot, but here's the interesting thing. It's not just Lutherans who talk about grace because Martin Luther impacted every single denomination after the Reformation. All the great reformers owe a great deal of gratitude to Martin Luther. Presbyterians were influenced by Luther, Methodists, non denomination, even the Catholic Church would say that they were profoundly and continue to be influenced by the teachings of Martin Luther. And I love Lutheran theology. Martin Luther reminds us what it is all about to be a church. It's about living in God's word, going to God's word, looking to God's word for understanding and insight in our daily lives. And then, as John said, going out of these doors, out into the world, and living that faith out in the world. That's what it means to be a disciple, is that we're rooted in God's word, but then we go. We go out into the world and live What Jesus has called us to be all about. That's not easy, to be a church that actually lives our faith, that actually lives into this mandate of being disciples. One of my favorite Lutherans is a guy by the name of Dietrich Bonhoeffer, and many of you know that Bonhoeffer was a guy who lived in a world of uh, lots of tumult, and when the world was acquiescing To the horrors of Adolf Hitler, and the church, by the way, did too, Dietrich Bonhoeffer said enough is enough. He was so convicted by God's word that he acted on it out into the world. Dietrich Bonhoeffer was martyred at the age of 39 for his faith because he so believed and the power of what it means to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. Bonhoeffer wrote many books, and perhaps one of his most famous books is called The Cost of Discipleship. And I thought I would read just a little bit out of this book because I think this book and and Bonhoeffer's theology really speak into Faith Lutheran Church and what this church has been founded on. Bonhoeffer reminds us that to be Christ followers, to be disciples, it is indeed about grace. But grace is costly. And so Dietrich Bonhoeffer writes, Cheap grace is the deadly enemy of our church. Cheap grace means the justification of sin without the justification of the repentant sinner who departs from sin and from whom sin departs. They say grace alone does everything. And so everything can remain as it was before. Cheap grace, therefore, amounts to a denial of the living word of God. In fact, a denial of the incarnation of the word of God. Cheap grace is grace without discipleship, grace without the cross, grace without Jesus Christ living and incarnate. And then Bonhoeffer goes on. Costly grace It is costly because it condemns sin, and it is grace because it justifies the sinner. Above all, it is costly because it costs God the life of his son. And above all, it is grace because God did not reckon his son too dear a price to pay for our life, but delivered him up for us. Bonhoeffer reminds us that grace is costly. It costs God his son. And you can believe that as followers of Jesus, as disciples of Jesus, it's going to cost us something too. It's not free, it's not cheap. So, what does it mean to be a disciple making congregation? Well, if uh, you're maybe checking out Faith Lutheran Church today, kicking the tires, maybe church shopping. I know people church shop from time to time. If you're looking for a church where you can show up every now and then, a low-commitment church, a church where you can come and hear a good message and then go home and live a different way, a church where you're not invited and called to respond to the good news of Jesus, I just want to tell you there are cookies and snacks after worship today. (laughs) You're invited to stick around for the reception. We're glad you're here today. But if you're church shopping and that's the kind of church you're looking for, I'm just here to tell you right now, that's not this church. Remember I said there are a couple hundred churches in McLean County? There's a lot of good churches in town, folks. And there are churches that, where the bar is really low and you can kind of just show up and go through the motions. A place where you can be comfortable. A place where you don't have to respond to the gospel. So there's churches out there. This isn't going to be the easiest church. This isn't going to be the most comfortable church. This isn't going to be the church We just kind of slide in and slide out on Sunday morning. This is a church that's based on discipleship. This is a church that's going to call and invite us to do really difficult things. It's going to challenge us. And you might get really uncomfortable in your chair week after week. This is going to be a church where discipleship is costly. And I got to say, I couldn't be more thrilled that this church has decided to affiliate with LCMC because that's the kind of church you folks are leading and are part of. The church that embraces costly discipleship and doing the hard work of what it means to go out into the world and not be popular, but to roll up our sleeves and get to work. Faith Lutheran Church. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. Faith Lutheran Church is a church that takes the teachings, the writings of Jesus, very seriously. We're not just going to read God's word and ponder them. We're not going to just read God's word and think about them. We're not going to just read God's word and consider and say, hey, what do you think? We're going to read God's word and we're going to look each other in the eye and challenge one another to live into these words. We're going to submit to these words, to God's holy word. And I know obedience isn't the most popular word of the day, is it? It's one of those words that we don't, most of us, like because most of us want to do things our way. But Faith Lutheran Church is a church that is going to submit to God's will, not our will. We're going to read God's word together and then we're going to go out into the world and try and be obedient to God's word. Oftentimes when we come into church, and maybe you're even thinking to yourself before you came this afternoon, hey, I wonder what Faith Lutheran Church is going to offer me. I wonder what kind of programming they're going to have. I wonder what the worship is going to be like. I wonder what the facility is going to be like. I wonder what the Bible studies are going to be like. We ask all these questions as we're church shopping and think about, ask ourselves, what's in it for me? How is this church going to serve me Faith Lutheran Church is not a church that asks that question. We're going to be a church where we ask the question, how can I serve through the ministries of this church? It's not about what I get from church, but how can I give to this church? How can I roll up my sleeves and engage and be involved in active discipleship? And I have to tell you, uh, you guys have gotten off to a great start. Because I just joined you recently. And you guys have been doing this, the launch team. And then many others who have come alongside the launch team. And I just kind of showed up today. You guys just planned everything. There's a lot that goes into this. And you guys have been committed. You now have a constitution, 501c3. I mean, you guys have been really meeting and gathering together and doing the good work of what it means to be a church. You guys have been active. And I think that's what it means to be a church, is to not be passive, but to live into God's word. So I'm just going to invite you to kind of, as I close here this afternoon, to think a little bit about how God might be calling you to serve in ministry. How God might be calling you to live into God's word and obey God's holy word. How God might be calling you to sacrifice and commitment. Because those are just words. What it means to be the church is really more about going out into the world and doing and living what God has called us to be about. And it's going to cost you something. We're going to look each other in the eye and we're going to ask each other, how can we sacrifice for the gospel, for Jesus? Many of you know that... um, About 25 years ago, Cindy and I served as missionaries in Thailand. What probably most of you don't know is how we got there. A few years earlier, I had enrolled in seminary, and I met a guy by the name of Dave, and uh, Dave and I connected immediately. We were both brand new at seminary in Pasadena, California. And Dave and I connected. He had just been honorably discharged from the US Army. He was a special forces guy. He was a ranger. And after spending 10 years with the rangers, Dave, like me, felt a call to go to seminary. And I don't know what it was about Dave. He was just one of those really intense guys. And we just connected. And we were both engaged to really cute girls. Maybe that's what it was. We like to talk about our, our fiancés. And Dave was a missionary kid, and so he and Cindy, they just bonded also. And I remember the summer that Dave got married to his fiancée, and Cindy and I got married. We had a great time together, spending time, and Dave and I would train for marathons together. And when we would run all over southern california rock climbing at joshua tree national park we drove all the way down to the tip of baja mexico we even climbed the grand canyon in a day dave never did anything halfway dave was always full throttle he was in the special forces and so as dave and i were finishing up seminary he said brian We really need missionaries in Thailand. And the doors began to open. Dave and his wife, Karen, they were called to be missionaries in Burma. They started a ministry called Free Burma Rangers. And the focus of this ministry is all about going into war zones, into conflict zones, into the most vulnerable people in society, and loving and caring for them in the name of Jesus Christ. And so as Dave got more involved in this ministry, the church said, Dave, this is too dangerous. Dave, this is too radical. If you're going to continue on going into war zones, you can't be a part of our church. So the church kicked Dave out because he was too radical. For the past 25 years, Dave and Karen and now their three kids have continued to serve with free Burma rangers, and they go into war zones around the world. Recently, Dave came back from Iraq. I want to show you a video clip of his experience. This is the part where we're not smooth <laughs> again, is that right, John? Okay. A little rough. Led. An American and his family moved in, risking their lives to save others. Jamie Yucas has their story. As an aid worker in Mosul, this is what David Bubang sees every single day. Mm-hmm. You see families killed. One woman, probably 19-year-old new mother. Little newborn died in my arms. But one recent rescue was different. I see what turns out to be about 70 dead bodies women, children, guys in wheelchairs, and a little girl sitting next to her dead mother, hiding under her hips to block hijab. ISIS snipers filled the air with gunfire, but Eubank had to get to the little girl. (laughs) Iraqi U.S. forces helped on the ground and in the air, putting up a blanket of protective smoke so he could run. 12 seconds, in and out, she was safe. When you look at the picture now, what goes through your mind? It makes me want to cry every time I see the picture, because I think she made it. Eubank says her family is missing and presumed dead. The Iraqi general he was with says he plans to adopt her. ISIS just ran an IED. Eubank started the humanitarian group Free Burma Rangers after a decade with the U.S. Special Forces. His wife and three children have joined him on all his missions to war-torn areas. There are a lot of people who are going to be watching this story that can't believe that you three are with your parents there. There's kids on the front line with their parents who are getting shot at, so why shouldn't we be out there helping them as well? The family of five is taking a break this week in Washington State, but all plan to go back to Iraq. If your kid was out there, wouldn't you want someone else to help them, someone to rescue them. So give them an opportunity to live. Why do you do it? Well, and I remember this scripture, greater love has no man laid down a black person. Jamie Ucas, CBS News, Orville, Washington. What does it mean to be a disciple? It means sacrifice. It means commitment to the least of these. Now, most of us are probably not going into war zones, right? Most of us probably aren't going to have bullets flying at us. But all of us are called to be risk-takers for the gospel. Because, folks, there is a war going on out there in our own community. And there are people who desperately need to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ, and they won't hear it unless there are people like you and me who are willing to roll up our sleeves and offer sacrifice and commitment. And I think that's what it means to be a disciple in faith, Lutheran Church. Let us pray. Oh, God, the world has changed in 2,000 years, but the mission and the mandate is still the same, to make disciples, followers of you. And God, we're reminded that as you invited us to follow you, you first laid down your life for us. You went to the cross for us. You died for us, Lord. So that we too, like that little girl, might be rescued. God, it cost you everything. And so, Lord, as we think about what it means to be disciples at Faith Lutheran Church, we pray, Lord, that your Holy Spirit would stir among us. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Our worship continues with the gathering of our tithes and offerings.